Welcome back to another episode of Streetwise English. Today we have an interview with the returning guest Matt Gibson, aka the Voice of God. I'd just like to share one of the greatest, most bestest things that ever happened to me in my whole life. And I hope it sounds as wonderful as it really was. I was driving across country about to join my brother in San Francisco. I had left Cincinnati and I kind of took a more southern route and, and came through New Mexico. And I think I was in New Mexico or Arizona. I was was kind of t just taking my time, taking photographs as I went across country. Well, I pull, I was exhausted, and I pull into this town. And I'm not even sure the name of this town, but I probably could find it out because it has a distinctive aquatic center in that town, a beautiful brand-new aquatic center with a giant swimming pool in this town in the middle of the desert somewhere. And it was probably in Arizona or New Mexico, but I'm going to research and figure out where it was. It shouldn't be too hard because the aquatic center was brand-new at the time and magnificent, a gigantic in a hot little small town. I checked into a motel. It was hot. I'd been driving all day, and I'm, I, I asked the motel owner, is there any swimming pool around here? There was none at the motel. Just a little dinky motel. And he said, we have the aquatic center up at the top of the hill. Go up there and swim. So I was so happy. It was 100 degrees. I'm sweating. We've been in a, in a non-air-conditioned car driving across country. I go up to the aquatic center. I go in. It is beautiful, a brand new, like a, a building with an indoor gigantic pool. It was lovely. It looked like a, just a gym of, a, of an aquatic center. And so I go in. The pool is full of children. I mean, full of children, one into the other. It must have been hundreds of them in there because the pool was gigantic. And 99% of them were American Indian children. And so I go over to the lifeguard and he was telling, well, you, you can't swim today because you know, not now. He said, because, you know, this is the children's swim, you know, and we tell them the kid, adults swim at another time. <clears throat> and I was so hot. I'd been on the road. I was just wanted to get in that water. And the kids were just giggling, having a wonderful time, all these little uh, American, uh, Native American children playing around in the pool. So I'm, I sat on the edge of the pool with the lifeguard and chit-chatted chatted with him. He could see I was so frustrated. He said, go on and get in there. Get in right here in that corner of the pool right here in front of the lifeguard station. So I said, oh, thank you, thank you. And I jumped in the pool. It was so wonderful to walk. You can imagine. It was 100 degrees outside. It's an air-conditioned indoor Beautiful pool, and I'm talking about if there was one child in that pool, it was 500. It was a gigantic pool. It was packed end to end. Soon as I get in the pool and some kids came over and were talking to me and saying things to me, and so I was just kind of laying there in the water and just enjoying the cool pool, and the kids started pulling me by one hand. Well, they start pulling me by my hair and pulling me by my hand and arm and were pulling me and pushing me over to some other kids. And some other kids would grab me and they were pulling me down toward a way. And I, I couldn't believe it. And one of them, they would have me, one would be pulling my foot and the other would be pulling my hair. And my other would have my hand and they were pulling me. They were passing me and laughing and they were pushing me. They pushed me from one end of that pool to the other as though it was some kind of game or something. I mean, I'm, I mean, I bet you more than half of them children touched me at some point or another as pulling just, and I was just floating on my back. They're pulling me around. When I got back to the front, they 
brought me all the way back to where the lifeguard was at. This maybe have taken 10 or 15 minutes to do. When I got there, I crawled up out of the pool. I was so exhausted and so laughing, and it was so funny. I was so giddy with happiness. I've never experienced anything like it in my whole life. It was one of the happiest moments of my entire life was there in that pool. So, so that was like the original crowd surfing, right? Or, it was, I'm telling you. know, you. like at the concerts when they put you up on their yeah, hands, they push you right. around? It surely was. It was wonderful. I mean, no, I mean, and I think about it, and of, it's on my list of the greatest things that ever happened to me in my whole life, that, that, uh, that day in that pool with those Indian children. <laughs> so so, um, so let's uh, talk about swimming. So you've always liked the water. Oh, yeah. You've been comfortable in the water. You've done your meditations. You've yes. done, you've even done some rescues, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I've, I've worked uh, in pools and worked. Oh, I, I've, I've gone and gotten a number of people, not to mention the thing in Saudi Arabia where I jumped off the ship to get, get, uh, get Stuart was his name. And I, wherever you are, Stuart, if you hear this, you have me to thank because when you hit that hit that float in the in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, and flopped in the water, I jumped off the ship and got your ass, and uh, and he thanked me too. Although we were not friends, he thanked me profusely when I got back to the ship. Uh, do Do you want to paint the big picture? Like, where were you? <clears throat> approximately, what year was it? And what were you, why were you there? Yes, this was 1969. We were in Bahrain, in Saudi Arabia, a deep water port in the I guess up in the uh, in the Persian Gulf, and um, we had been moored there for a few days. The Royal Air Force Base, the Royal, uh, the British Air Force. There was a British Air Force Base in Bahrain, then a huge Air Force Base, and so there were facilities there. And we were there make, doing maneuvers up in the Persian Gulf. Anyway, we, we were going out on maneuvers one day. The back end of the ship, or the aft end of the ship, was tied off, and they had released the front of the ship or the forecastle of the ship. They had let loose lines, and the front end of the ship was was turning out to sea while the back end of the ship was still tied off. They would release it once the front end was turned out. This is how they do it. Well, one of the bosun's mate named Stuart was taking in lines off the forecastle and fell maybe 30 or more feet to the to and hit a metal float in between the pier and the ship, a thing called a camel. He f blood shot out of his mouth and he flopped right into the water and I was standing on a deck above him. Most of the crew were on the seaward side of the ship, were on the starboard side of the ship, the side of the ship turning out to sea. And Stewart was just pulling a, a rope in that they had released from the front of the... Uh, front of the ship, the forecastle of the ship, and was pulling the line back on, board, back on board the ship. Well, he slipped and somehow, and he was kind of being nautical and being real boatsy, which is hanging off the side of the ship, pulling this line, and he somehow fell and fell quite a distance and flopped into the water. I was on a deck above him, behind, just behind the green water shield, and I saw him hit, hit. I didn't think anybody else saw him. I saw blood shoot out of his mouth and him flop into the water and start going down. I stepped over the safety line and dropped, jumped quite a distance. I, I would estimate 30, 40 feet to the water. It was a long drop. And, and went and got him. And he was about 10 feet underwater by the time I got to him. 
So I, I get him by his dungaree shirt and bring him toward the surface. And just before we hit the surface, something hits me in the head like somebody hit me in the head with a brick. I mean, it, it knocked my head sideways where I couldn't lift it straight back up. I thought my neck was broken. I still got Stuart, who is unconscious and bleeding from the mouth, in my hand. I'm, I, I'm the, what had happened, a man named Huggins had jumped off behind me um, probably maybe five or ten seconds later because he, we, I had time to get Stuart and get back to the surface when he, before he hit me, and he landed on me. It turned out both men had broke their sternums. Stuart's chest hit the back of my, uh, Huggins' had, chest hit the back of my head, and Stuart's chest had hit this metal float. Huggins flops into the water, and he's going down. I bring Stuart over to the camel, which is this float, and with all the strength of I had left in me and my head laying on my shoulder, I muscled him up onto this float. Now, by this time, people were reacting. I went, I, Huggins is going down. I swim over, back over to Hug, Huggins. He's floundering and grab him and start bringing him over. I get him to the float. I, I don't have any more strength left. My head is on, it's laying on my shoulder. By this time, other people were coming down off the pier and jumping into the water from off the ship, and, and they got us on board and took us to the uh, Royal Air Force Base Hospital in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, where I stayed for two or three weeks with my head on my shoulder. My neck was not broken, but uh, it was sort of spasmed and I kind of skated for a few days over there after I felt better and they treated me so well I was like a hero um, you know everybody knew I had helped this guy and uh, he was he was okay Stuart was all right he was kind of a what you might call a sort of a redneck guy and he probably had not spoken two words to me in my our whole uh, nave time we'd been on the ship together which was by that time was probably about a year but when I got back to the ship, he came up to me and thanked me, hugged me, and embraced me, and told me, said his words were, you are the last person I thought would come and get me. <laughs> Stuart, wherever you are, Stuart, if you get a, you happen to run across this, I would sure love to hear from him. This is Matt Gibson from the USS Stickle, the Triple Eight, who were in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia in 1969. USS Stickle? The Stickle, S-T-I-C-K-E-L-L, -L, the Triple Eight. It was one of those old World War II class destroyers that uh, they had refurbished and took out of mothballs, put some anti-submarine rockets on it, and put it, recommissioned it back in the late 60s. And what about what about that other dude that uh, dropped on your head, the, the Huggins? Huggins, <laughs> he was all right. Both, both, men, both men broke their sternums. And, uh, but Stewart made it back to the ship. The man who fell and who I thought was a goner, he, he, he was back to the ship before I got back, and Huggins, who landed on my head, he stayed in the hospital longer than I did or than Stewart did. Stewart was in the hospital for about a week, and they sent him back to the ship. He cracked his sternum, and I don't know what else, but he, he was walking around doing his job. By the time I got back, I, was in, I sat around that hospital as long as they would let me stay there, because they were feeding me and bringing I had room service, and, and uh, you know, it was really a... A pleasure to be off the off the ship, if you know what I mean. So, so your head was harder than the camel. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, so. It, my, uh, he he uh, he he uh, he was a he was he and I were were friends. He had the same name of a guy that I went to high school with. Huggins was his name, and I would all, was always asking him, but he was no relation to the Huggins that I had known before. But but he was a good guy, and and uh, he. He was embarrassed for jumping down, jumping off the side of a ship and landing on the, on, on us. But uh, 
he did. He was kind of a goofball anyway, now that I think about it. He, you know, how do you do that? Come on, man. You can see, you, how do you jump straight down on the guy? You know, he, he, he couldn't have did that if he tried. <laughs> he couldn't have, he couldn't have did it if he tried. He, he probably wouldn't have jumped if he wouldn't have seen you go first. <laughs> he might have. I, I, it, on the whole side, only reason I jumped because it looked like there was no one else. He, he, it, I looked around. I, I was on a deck above him on what's called the Green Water Shield, which is just behind the forecastle, and there's a de- small deck above the above the Green Water Shield, and uh, it. Uh, doesn't allow water to wash over the forecastle and come down the main decks. They have a water shield there. They call it the green water shield. And, and I, there's a little deck above it, and then the main deck is just below it. He jumped. He fell off the forecastle on the main deck, and I jumped over and got his ass. I'm proud of that. I saved a man, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. You, you saved another man's life. I did. I yeah. did. I'm going to look, see if I can. Or actually two, right? Because the other guy, you pulled well, Huggins. Huggins. He he was messed up. He he his sternum break somehow was somewhat worse than Stewart's. The man who fell off the side of the ship and and hit the hit the metal. You would think it looked like he would have killed killed him. And Stewart bled profusely. He was bleeding. Huggins, I didn't even see him bleed. I I didn't see much. I was out of it by the time I couldn't even lift him. I had him by his dungaree shirt and got him over to the camp when I was just holding on like this. And others start jumping in the water and people were coming down off the pier, jumping down onto the camel, helping us out by that time. And uh, people responded. But I, I jumped in first and, and got, got Stewart. And I would have really been a hero if fucking Huggins hadn't jumped on my fucking head. <laughs> Pardon my language. <laughs> I, I was already thinking, man, I didn't fucking save this fucking guy. <laughs> and then fucking Huggins, I'm, fucking Huggins fucking jumped down on my fucking head and fucking break my neck. I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Matt. Well, thanks for that. All um, right, another. That's good. That's yeah, good. that was good. That was, that was some good. We got. We talked about the uh, the uh, swimming pool crowd surfing. Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, Navy rescue. All right, that's all for this episode, and we'll we'll talk again about the next. This is the teaser for you. Um, can you give us a teaser and and let's let's keep it to like thirty seconds about um, the the time when uh, you had problems with your boss. Uh-huh. In the Navy. Oh, oh, oh. I, I won't don't, mention don't, names. Don't do the spoiler. <laughs> don't give a spoiler alert, but just right. uh, give us a little bit of a big picture. Well, I had an arch enemy in the Navy who was a, a man who had prosecuted me on a number of occasions with captain's masts for minor infractions, which at the time I didn't think was worthy of, of being sent to captain's masts for, but he did. He didn't like me, and uh, he made no. He was a a a department head, shall I say, in on the ship I was on, and uh, he was also a drunk, and uh, who he he was obnoxious and a bit on the demeaning in his manner and verbiage, and anyway, I hated his guts, and he hated my guts. We hated each other's guts, and uh, he made no no. Uh, but he, he being a man of rank, I had no choice no choices with him but <clears throat> i won't say any more but i got my he got his comeuppance one night and uh maybe we'll talk about that on the next time we speak all right that's that's all for today and uh look forward to that conversation <laughs> all right we'll talk to you soon thanks for listening all right carl peace thanks a lot matt thank you for tuning in i hope you enjoyed that 
And remember that you can find the written transcripts on our website, streetwiseenglish.com. You can find the written transcripts, you can find images of our guest speakers, and you can also find information on how to email us or book an English lesson on the website, streetwiseenglish.com. Thanks again, and we will see you next time.